Hello, faithful listener. You have tuned in to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Well, hello and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries, uh, the Bible Explained podcast. (laughs) Oh, I told you guys, I'm never going to get it right. I'm just going to keep saying the wrong thing over and over and over again until eventually I start getting it right. It's kind of like when the, the new year changes and you continually write the year before. That's what's going on with me with uh, the podcast name change that I recently did. But you know what? I love hearing from you guys and I love reading all of your reviews. So continue to review the podcast and let people know that it exists. And also contact me. I love hearing from you guys. So contact me either on Facebook. My Facebook page is P40 Ministries LLC or you can contact me at www.p40ministries.com slash contact. And that will go straight into my inbox. And I like to hear about anything. Comments, uh, ideas that you might have for P40 or for the the podcast, and then also um, just prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, I'd love to pray for you also. So let's go ahead and talk about Numbers chapter 3, verses 1 through 39. And I'll probably break this up as I read it, but let's go ahead and start reading this. I'll be reading out of the WEB this morning. Oh, and don't forget to uh, grab your cup of coffee also. (laughs) Now this is the history of the generations of Aaron and Moses in the day that Yahweh spoke with Moses in Mount Sinai. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the priests who were anointed, whom he consecrated to minister in the priest's office. Nadab and Abihu died before Yahweh when they offered strange fire before Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. Eleazar and Ithamar ministered in the priest's office in the presence of Aaron, their father. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may minister to him. They shall keep his requirements and the requirements of the whole congregation before the tent of meeting to do the service of the tabernacle. They shall keep all the furnishings of the tent of meeting and the obligations of the children of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle. You shall give the Levites to Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given to him on behalf of the children of Israel. You shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall keep their priesthood. But the stranger who comes near shall be put to death. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn who opened the womb among the children of Israel. And the Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I made holy to me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and animal. They shall be mine. I am Yahweh. So I'm going to stop there and just talk about this portion real quick. So basically what was happening in Numbers chapter 2 and 1 was where the entire tribe of Israel was being counted except for the Levites. The Levite tribe or the tribe of Levi was special. It was set apart even more so than the entire congregation of Israel because the Levites were supposed to bless the people by taking care of the temple and also talking with God and being mediators among the people. So the tribe of Levi was special. So now in Numbers chapter three, God is actually describing how and why the Levites are just special, why he chose the Levites. So if it starts off by talking about um, 
Aaron's uh, four sons. It says Nadab and Abihu, Eliezer and Ithamar. And it's really interesting because Nadab and Abihu were the older brothers. Nadab was the firstborn and Abihu was likely the secondborn based upon the order that God names them here in the Bible. Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. But yet Nadab and Abihu, even though they were older, they were the least wise of the four brothers because they offered that strange fire that we talked about in Leviticus. I think that was Leviticus 9 that we talked about where Nadab and Abihu like totally disobeyed God and offered strange fire. I don't really want to go back into the strange fire because um, it's it's really in depth and detailed. So if you're curious about the strange fire or you want a refresher on it, go back and listen to that episode from uh, Leviticus 9 where it talks about the strange fire. But anyway, Adab and... Na- <laughs> Adab and Nabihu is what I almost called them. Nadab and Abihu... They offered the strange fire to God and they were killed in God's presence because of that. So afterward, Eliezer and Ithamar are left and they are the good priests. They're the ones that minister in the priest's office in the presence of Aaron, their father. That's kind of what God says here in verse four. Eliezer and Ithamar ministered in the priest's office in the presence of Aaron, their father. So Eliezer and Ithamar got it right as being the younger brothers they got it right, at least in this point in time, because they were still ministering. They were still uh, with Aaron, their father, and uh, doing what God wanted them to do. So now it goes into um, the entire tribe of Levi, not just Moses and Moses's nephews and also Aaron, the high priest. But it talks now about the entire tribe of Levi and Moses, Aaron and the nephews were all of the tribe of Levi. But anyway, the entire tribe of Levi was supposed to minister to Aaron, the high priest. That's what it says in verse six. Bring the tribe of Levi near and set them before Aaron, the priest, that they may minister to him. They shall keep his requirements and the requirements of the whole congregation before the tent of meeting to do the service of the tabernacle. So the entire tribe of Levi was supposed to do the service of the tabernacle. And we'll go more into what each individual you know, a mini tribe of Levi had to do, I guess is what they would be. But they were not only supposed to keep the law, they were also supposed to listen to Aaron. So Aaron had a lot of authority as the high priest. And Aaron was allowed to uh, tell the tribe of Levi what to do in order to minister better to all the people and, and to the tabernacle. But then it goes into why the tribe of Levi was chosen for this really amazing task. You know, the tribe of Levi didn't have to go out to war. They were protected. In fact, every single time God mentions the tribe of Levi, it's in a protection kind of way. Like even with the laws regarding property ownership and the year of Jubilee, where we talked about that in uh, the last couple chapters of Leviticus, the tribe of Levi was so protected in so many different areas because they were set apart, but they didn't get a lot of the same things that the other tribes got. For example, the tribe of Levi didn't get their own plots of land like the other tribes would. Instead, the tribe of Levi would be spread out throughout all the different tribes to bless the tribes by becoming priests and ministering to them and making sure that uh, they were on track with God. That was the entire role of the tribe of Levi. In fact, it says later on somewhere that God 
was the Levite's inheritance. And I think that's the best kind of inheritance that you can possibly get is God. <laughs> so in verse 11 through um, 12, uh, 13, it says, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn who open up the womb among the children of Israel. So the word instead here is actually not quite right. It is the right word, but not exactly. It's more of a word that means because. So the Levites were now becoming the firstborn tribe. We see that throughout the generations, the uh, the role of birthright holder actually gets passed down. So right now it's uh, the tribe of Levi that God is considering to be the firstborn of the tribe. But I think it was Ephraim at one point, And I think also it's going to be Judah later on. God almost passes that torch to the tribe of Judah. So the, the birthright kind of gets, you know, passed around a little bit between the tribes. And we see that that happens. And then eventually it just gets uh, totally passed down to Jesus. And he is, of course, the last birthright holder. It's not going to be passed around anymore. But um, the birthright, we've talked about that a handful of times, was very important. It was the role of the firstborn son to take care of their family, not only to provide and be the sole provider, but also to um, make sure that his family was taken care of and that they were spiritually on track with God. So birthright was a huge thing. And don't forget, I mean, families back in these days were huge. There could be like hundreds of people living under one tent in a family because, uh, you know, if a family member married a wife and she had like 20 kids and, you know, this other brother married a wife and she had 15 kids. I mean, there could be <laughs> a ton of people living under one roof. And I mean, also, they they lived with their mom and dads and grandparents and everything. So families were really big at this time period. So the birthright holder was a very, very important role because he was the one that was taking care of his grandparents, his parents, his nieces and nephews, his brothers and sisters, and just everybody. So that was what the physical birthright was back in these days. But God is almost making an analogy of a birthright that the Levites are going to be the birthright holders as the people, the tribe that makes sure that all the other tribes are on track with God, who is going to protect all of them. So God goes on to say here in verse 13, for all the firstborn are mine and the Levites shall be mine. On that day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I made holy to me all the firstborn of Israel, both man and animal. They shall be mine. I am Yahweh. So God's not saying, oh, instead of giving me all the firstborn, I'll take the Levites instead. So it's not exactly the right word. It's almost like because all the firstborn are mine, the Levites are mine. Does that make sense? Now, I do want to mention one other thing here that's kind of interesting. It says in verse 9 and 10, you shall give the Levites to Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given to him on behalf of the children of Israel. You shall appoint Aaron and his sons and they shall keep their priesthood. But the stranger who comes near shall be put to death. So what's interesting about that is it's not just talking about strangers that they're warring against. Like I initially thought. And I mean, yes, that is absolutely true as well. Like if a, if somebody they were warring against, like one of the Canaanites comes and like tries to take over the temple, they are not invited in because they are not part of the tribe. 
Now, of course, it, it's totally different if a stranger com, uh, converts over to Judaism. That was absolutely allowed. God wanted that. God liked that. In fact, God wanted all of the nations, even the Gentiles, everybody to um, be blessed by the Jewish people. That was his original intention for the Jewish people was to bless all of the other nations of the world through the law. And when the other nations see how the Jewish people are living and how things are just different. You know, they're blessed individuals. There's no sickness. Their their crops are like flourishing. That is when the other nations are going to be like, oh, like, what are they doing different? And then they would start worshiping God themselves. So, yes, a Gentile person in this time period was not only allowed, but encouraged to become a Jewish person and to start following God's law. But if a stranger comes near who was not invited into the priesthood. This could even include a Levite. This could include anybody that tries to go and uh, take over something that God did not ordain for them. The Levites had a special role for sure, but not all of them could be priests. Some of them could and many of them could, but not all of them could. God had only ordained five priests at this time. He ordained the high priest, which was Aaron, and then Aaron's four sons. But two of them died. So there were only three priests at this time period. And that was all God ordained for that role. So if a Levite starts coming into the tabernacle demanding that he becomes a high priest or a priest or uh, does something against God's will, he would be a stranger at that point. And he would have to be put to death if he goes and tries to do something stupid inside of the temple because the Levites were supposed to be set apart and were supposed to be different. So they couldn't be going in and profaning God in some way. And we see that this happens later on down the road. And we'll talk about this story once we get to it. But a Jewish man in complete defiance of God takes a woman who was a foreigner, goes into the temple and has sex with her in front of God's stuff. And he was put to death because he did that. In fact, one of uh, Aaron's sons, I think it was Eliezer, actually. Uh, maybe No, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. One of the two sons went and stabbed him through with a spear and the woman as well because that man had so much audacity to go in and profane God's stuff. We are protective of our homes and the temple was God's home. What I'm saying here is in verse 10, when God says that the stranger who comes near shall be put to death, that is talking about anybody, even even the Israelites who decide to come near and try to usurp authority over the priests. God ordained the priests and they were the only people who were in fact ordained. So I was going to go ahead and continue to read um, the rest of this chapter, but honestly, I think we covered enough today (laughs) because I have a lot more to read. If I read it all today, I think this would be like a 30 minute episode. And there's a lot of really interesting names here that I cannot pronounce. (laughs) So I might actually cut the episode short here and uh, just let you guys go on your way. But really, you know, there's always something to learn from Scripture, even if it's the Old Testament and we're not quite sure how this applies to us nowadays. There's always something to learn. And I think the one thing that we can really take away from this today is the fact that you and I, 
are all priests. And I've mentioned that before. If you are a Christian, you are considered to be part of the royal priesthood. And thus, because the priests were so important in this day, and you know, God was setting them up for such a fascinating role. We have the same role as priests. You know, we are supposed to do what the priests of old did, take care of the people around us, though we are not the birthright holders. Like I said, Jesus has that title now. We are the priests and Jesus is the high priest. So we are supposed to be ministering almost to Jesus in a way by spreading the gospel and just shining our lights to everybody who needs them. Because many people in the world need us to shine our lights. Well, there are faithful listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. And I have a quick announcement. So the um, YouTube channel that I have, which is called P40 Ministries, LLC, YouTube channel. I actually did not change the name of the podcast on that YouTube channel. And I did that for a reason. I did it because the episodes that I did at that time period, because I'm not up to date on my current episodes there yet. I'm working my way there. We're named P40 Ministries Podcast. So I'm going to continue with that on YouTube until I am up to date on season four, and then it will switch over to the Bible Explained podcast. So go and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't yet, because I have some exciting ideas coming up for the YouTube channel. I've been saying that forever. I'm so sorry, guys. My husband told me recently, he's like, you tell people things, but you don't follow through. I'm like, I try. I really do try to follow through on stuff. (laughs) It's just I forget. I forget to do it. And you know what? I also have to apologize because I promised you guys there would be a special shirt in the shop for those of you guys who finished Leviticus and I didn't finish it. I am so sorry. It just looks so tacky. I just couldn't bring myself to put it on the shop website. (laughs) So I have to rethink the design and come up with something. But there is an updated design for the new name change in the shop but just not one that says I finished the book of Leviticus because it's it was just kind of cheesy looking. I'll, I'll just be I'll be frank with you guys. It was cheesy. Well, anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I really hope you have a fantastic week and that you enjoy the sunshine. If there is sunshine where you're at, I am hearing that there is supposed to be sunshine where I'm at. So I'm excited about that because I'm going to get a lot of power spraying done. My house needs it desperately. There's just mold growing everywhere and mildew and whatever else is uh, is growing that's green. So that needs to be gone. And I'm going to work on that this week. So tell me what you're going to do. Contact me at p40ministries.com slash contact and just use the tagline, Jen, I'm going to do this this week. And just tell me what you're going to do. Love hearing from you guys. And I'm so thankful you're here. But you know what? I'm even more thankful that you're here to listen to scriptures because it's the most important thing we can do is really delve into scripture and build that foundation. So saying that, I really wish you guys a happy listening and God bless. Oh.